0: This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers.
1: Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving.
2: With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy
1: fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around.
0: Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks.
2: So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today.
1: We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind.
2: Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie.
1: It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies.
2: I like to
0: think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead.
1: Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookie is baked to perfection
2: by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next
0: time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler's Sandy's Shortbread Cookies to enjoy a simple
2: moment of comfort. It's time to tell our Podmeets World listeners that if you're currently tuning in via headphones, it's time you take audio seriously and join the JLab family. JLab offers incredible sound for all of life's moments. It's tech done better. Consumers deserve better than the same old tech they've been stuck with. Instead of high price tags, everyone should have
0: access to new innovations and products they actually want. So JLab thought, hey, Why not do something about it?
1: What are you waiting for? Get out there and join the JLab family.
2: JLab.com. JLab. Your kind of tech.
1: What I did think we could talk about... Before we jump into this recap, is that this episode stole yet another thing from Writer's Life? Just yeah. Sean is a Counting Crows fan.
0: I remember that,
1: <laughs> and I thought it would be a perfect time to talk about Writer's Counting Crows
2: obsession. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> let's. How did you? As it's a so funny, teen- I think
2: because of this episode too. Like, I am so associated with the band. Yeah. And this was totally. If I remember, Sherman was the one who put it in uh, because he knew I was a fan. But everyone knew I was a fan. Yeah, right. I was. Yeah, How
0: Michael would say start? he did. Michael would say he did. I remember Michael <laughs> saying that one time. Like, well, yeah, we're writing for you, so that's why we do all right. that stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How did this fandom start? How did what? What was it you loved about it so much? Tell us about your. Fascination with Counting Crows. Oh wow. It's
2: uh yeah. I mean, it was just August and Everything After was a perfect album. It really was. It was and a great album. That was yeah. the first season of Boy. Um, and it really like in retrospect, it really came down. I mean, obviously, like just great songwriting, great lyrics. I always like people with unusual voices and mm-hmm. good lyrics. So like I was always a Van Morrison fan, a Bob Dylan fan. And so Tom already Waits. and and Tom Waits, I was already a fan of. So yeah. this sort of ticked like Adam Duritz singing style ticked all those boxes. I've also been able to relate it. It really goes back to um, my love for musicals and like Les Mis mm. and the sort of narrative emotional expression, you know, like where a singer songwriter gets up and like. And, you know, that's what Adam was doing, was like this real, like, he was basically like crying every time he sang, and it sounded like he was crying every time he sang. Um, and then it it really grew for me because of fame. You know, here was somebody singing about wanting to be famous or wanting to be an artist in Mr. Jones. You listen to lyrics, it's like, I want to be on TV or whatever. Yeah. And then knowing that that once you get it, it's not going to be that great. Like, you know, there's, a, there's this irony. And then of course, like, the crazy irony is that the song about wanting to be famous and being scared about wanting to be famous rocketed them to huge fame, stardom. And so then, like, Adam Duritz, you know, I think ultimately not, it wasn't a great move, but he spent so much of his career complaining about being famous, which Mm. to 13 through 16-year-old Ryder Strong on a TV show was like, what I needed to hear. I was right. say, I needed- it's also just flat out
0: angsty. And that, oh, that, so, that so
2: spoke to you where it yeah. was
0: like you're listening to him as he's breaking down. On the, It was like it was written for Ryder Strong. It might as well right. have been said this album is for Ryder
2: Strong. <laughs> well, so, the thing, well, it's really recovering the satellites is even a better mm. album, I think, in some ways. But I mean, it's really like what what also the reason it was. It became i started getting all the bootlegs and going to concerts is because they improvise, um which i just you know like we talked about will you yeah. like going to concerts where they sound exactly make like it they sound do like it album. does on the album no that's <laughs> yes. the worst idea ever <laughs> no and, if, and so what what adam would do is he would make up new lyrics on the spot every night uh he would insert them into the songs and so Liking Counting Crows in the mid nineties, and maybe this is still true now, became part of, part of liking them became sort of following the narrative of Adam's life, the sort of autobiographical memoir singing experience that he was performing every night. And for me, that was like a narrative I wanted to keep up with. You know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to, it was like, it was like, he was like the sort of fame shaman singing about the misery of being fame <laughs> to, for a teenage me, that was so important, you know, that, right. that, that somebody out there was feeling ambiguous about, you know, the alienating effects. It's like you, you, you start expressing yourself artistically, you start opening yourself up emotionally, which I was doing on boy meets world. And then because you get recognized and because like people are literally like screaming and pointing at me in malls and chasing me, if it, you start feeling like, People don't know you. You and So while you increase your fame and you increase your connectivity with the world, you feel actually,
1: alienated, you feel
2: alienated. You actually yeah. start feeling like your world has to be smaller and you can only trust a small core group of friends who really know the real you. And so it's 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 not a great cycle. And it wasn't, you know, and so for me, hearing somebody singing about that and expressing themselves, it was just like it was so important to me.
1: And so how did you end up meeting them?
2: Just going to concerts. Uh, I went to, uh, you know, I became a fan. And I think uh, at one point I met, uh, do you guys remember Tommy, who I became friends yeah. with? Yeah, of course. So Tommy was friends with Adam. He, So I knew this guy. And he came up to me at a Counting Crows concert and said, hey, I know you from that show, Boy Meets World. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, do you want to come backstage? Do you want to come meet the band? And I was like, yeah. Uh, and we became <laughs> friends. Tommy and I became friends. And he knew... He knew Adam from, because he had been friends with like River Phoenix. And I guess River Phoenix had recorded his album right next to where they recorded August and everything after. So, like, there was some connection there. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. And so, like, you know, I just kept going to concerts and kept hanging out backstage and, um, and just, you know, it was, yeah. And so, like, I remember Ben. <laughs> Ben was at our, my eighteenth birthday, and he like came up because he didn't know that I had met Adam, I guess, so we were yeah. we were and, and Adam Dirt showed up at my birthday with a, some a bunch of the band and uh, and Ben's just like, writer, why is Adam Dirt in your kitchen?" <laughs> 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 and I was like, "Oh yeah, let's get valid it, question yeah, valid question
1: do you know if if Adam or the rest of the band ever knew that you mentioned them on Boy Meets World?
2: I'm not sure. I definitely know, like Adam knew I was a big fan and we talked about it. I mean, like, he, yeah, I mean, he, he was always the night. they were always so nice. I mean, I I'm still, I'm still in touch with Immergluck uh, um, Gluck, Emmy, um, who's their guitarist. Um, but, you know, yeah, like I saw, the last time I saw them in concert was probably 2004, 2003. They played the Disney concert hall with a full symphony. Oh, oh cool. wow. wow. Yeah and that was powerful. And I I remember seeing it and being like I was like fourth row center and I was like this might this might be the best concert they're ever going to do. This oh. is, this is this caps the experience. The I haven't seen them right. since. Although we were in Raleigh, what? Yeah. we tried to
1: see them in Raleigh. And they North were happy Carolina. to be played
2: in Raleigh. I was like texting him I'm like can we come to the show? Uh, be, so yeah, I'd love to see him again, but um they were sold yeah, out
1: and we couldn't get in. And they could yeah, I,
0: they wouldn't let us in.
2: I Adam was always super like, nice, and I he, he knew I was on a TV show. He knew I was an actor, you know. Like, um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm sure people have brought it up to him. I, I I think the crossover of, you know, because our show is so associated with the 90s in a way that Counting Crows mm-hmm. is also so associated with the 90s. It's yeah. It's like they were there. So, like, the Venn diagram of like right. Sean Hunter <laughs> fans and, and Adam Jordan fans that, has got to be it pretty. It makes sense. Pretty, yeah.
0: Yeah. It does. I mean, it just, but powerful music is like that. I mean, I, one of the things that, I take with me is the lyric by Bob Dylan where he's like, I, it's mine, it's Exactly. Mine. And it changed and my just, life. Yeah. I mean, I was so like,
1: powerful. man. Gosh.
0: He was he was on a flight uh, that I was on once and he had his, his hood down and he was ducking to make sure nobody saw that it was him. And it was clearly Bob Dylan. And I was like, <laughs> we're all dead. Cause of course <laughs> he's going to go down in a plane crash. And of course I'm going to be near him. <laughs> and I was convinced. I was like 13 years old. I was like, this is it. We're, we're done.
1: Your, uh, uh, your, I don't, I guess superstitious thoughts have gone all the way back to 13 years old, huh? Yeah. Oh,
0: got way okay. before that. Oh, yeah. No, knock wood before that. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you. you both for giving us a little bit more of an insight into Ryder Strong, the Counting Crows fan, and Will Friedle, the superstition I'm going down in a plane crash. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, <laughs> just, just with Bob Dylan. It wouldn't be me. Right, it's got to exactly. be. Yeah,
1: exactly. Also killed. And also killed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. We are just over a week away from bringing Pod Meets World to Philadelphia.
2: This is our biggest show yet, and we want you to join us.
1: It's Saturday, September
0: 30th at the Met, and we're bringing along our pals, Tony Quinn, Trina McGee, and Matthew Lawrence, and tickets are still available.
1: Will has been trying out a new accent for the show. Will, why don't you give them a little taste?
0: Sure, it's going to be like this. Hold! We will fight for honor. I don't do Philadelphia, so that's all I got is bad Scottish. Wait, what do you think? Uh, uh,
2: well, uh, yeah, I've heard you do better Scottish. Yeah, I do, that do much again.
0: better Scottish than
2: that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. We're
0: going to be at the mat in Philly. Hey, run away. Ooh. That's a love. love For a while. For a while. Mm-hmm.
2: For a well, while. Well, if you guys for- want to hear more of that <laughs> and experience Pod Meets World live, then go to podmeetsworldshow.com right now and join us in Philly. I'd like to apologize for
0: all of our accents or any of the shows we have planned, including Cleveland, Toronto, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C.
1: New York, Boston, Los Angeles, Chicago, New Orleans, Atlanta, Durham, North
2: Carolina, and two shows in Texas. It's all at podmeetsworldshow.com where you can
0: get this kind of accent again that I'm doing. I don't know. I prefer Irish. Anyway,
1: buy your tickets now. Nice. So today we are recapping season three, episode 11, City Slackers. It originally aired January 5th, 1996. The synopsis is Corey and Sean sneak out to Mr. Feeney's cabin in the mountains for a weekend of unsupervised mischief. They get more than they bargained for when Mr. Feeney shows up and they learn a few things about their old teacher. It was directed by Jeff McCracken. It was written by Kevin Kelton, which is a name I don't remember. Do you? I remember. Yeah, sure. Do you?
2: I remember I the name, but I don't have a vision. Like a, a Kevin visual. was a
0: shorter guy, curly hair, glasses, very yes, nice. I yeah. think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, very very nice guy. Was I don't with think we really talked while, to him I that think. much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. Kevin was Kevin was a good was a good guy. Yeah.
1: I mean, perhaps I don't remember him because I wasn't in this episode, and so Again. wouldn't have spent a whole lot of time with him. Uh, You're going to be on
0: this show someday, Daniel. I don't I'm know. Convinced I've already reached out twirl. to
1: Ethan to see if he's interested in taking this third share. Uh, it would <laughs> make more you. sense at this point for just about anybody <laughs> to host this podcast. You Boy Me twirl. Twirl. I don't believe you. Yes, I don't you believe were. You. I Mm-mm. was there.
2: You were on this show. I, I don't believe you. I, I, I just love that you... Didn't realize this. Like I just think none of us did. did. I you? knew. Oh I, God, knew I did oh, I did not yes, know this at all. I did not know this at all. So obvious. Like it it, it. it. It's not until like the second half of Boy Meets World that like, the Cory Topanga thing is the story. The first like three years, it's you know she's there, but it's not you know, but yeah. she's barely there. It's weird. Yes, it's so weird. weird.
1: Yeah. So this episode has some guest stars. Julie Benz as Bianca. She has worked a ton since the 2000s and is best known for her role as Rita on Dexter and Darla on Buffy and Angel. We have Troy Evans as Ranger Mark. This guy is never not working. He's a character actor with almost 200 credits to his name, including Ace Ventura, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, the baseball monkey movie Ed... Uh, Bosch and Veep, but he is best known as Officer Frank Martin on 130 episodes of ER.
0: Yeah, he's been in everything oh, wow. all the, the time. Yeah,
2: he's, yeah, yeah. legend. We've I remember bl- this week very well.
1: Oh, I do, do too. You?
2: Yes, I do is, too. this is one I have lots of memories Me of. too. Oh, I can't
1: wait to get yeah. into them. I can't wait, because I even have a memory about this week, and I wasn't there.
0: I bet you I know what it was too. I'll bet you, you I know exactly what it was. I can't yes. wait to talk about it. I okay. bet you
1: I know what it was. We have Blake Soper as Joseph, Joey the Rat Epstein, and Ethan Supley as Frankie Stacchino. So, overall, what were your thoughts? I love this episode. I'm I loved it. it. This I is one it. of my favorite episodes it. of
2: the entire I series. Is, I think it. this is like, I feel like this is like one of the most Boy Meets World episodes. Yes! Agreed. In that, so in that It has boy. the most absurd B story. Yes. And then an a story that is okay but ends up ripping your heart out. Gosh, yes, so, beautiful. And it's so, so strange. good. It's, oh, it's, I love I, it. I, I do think it's a it's a weird episode. Like, and it's not an episode people talk to me about. Like, I know, I And I, I hear think about it's because it not much happens. Um, like in ter- I don't know, but it's so funny to me, too. I literally, I think it was the last recap. Wasn't I just saying? Sean and Feeney don't have any relationship. Yes. Relationships? Exactly. Yes, Sir, it's like this episode swoops in with exactly the concern that yes. I was having sort of as, as a viewer, viewer. Yep. and I think that they must have been realizing it too. It's right. so interesting. It's like Yeah. It's it's just great. It does that service, right? It yep. makes Feeney, it brings Feeney back into the show which exactly. man, I'm so and happy to see It brings Feeney
1: back into the boys' lives yep. yeah, as a you know as a, we've yep. seen Feenie as with an Eric. educator. Yes. And yeah. yes, seeing Feeney back with Corey and sean as an educator and as a man and yeah. learning more about his life oh my but god story I love it. wise
2: mm-hmm. i mean like who the, cares both both the a and b story are some of the least developed stories yeah. like in terms yeah. of plot they're like they start a plot and then just nothing happens like right corin sean want to go into meet girls disappears right yep. uh, and and, and feeney shows up and they're gonna get in trouble no they're. They're not really going to get in trouble. They're just going to stay there. Yeah. We're going to have this pool match to decide. Nope, we're just going to. St- so it's like it starts a plot and then just has these great scenes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yes. that's like a really it's like, almost like anti sitcoms episode. Right. it's so weird, but it's good. I, I, I loved, loved it. it. Yeah.
0: I loved it. I thought it was. <laughs> so was so good. <laughs> I was it.
2: wondering if you guys were going to love it or hate it because I was hating a lot of it for the lack of storytelling. But then I was like, by the end, I'm like, no, that's that's a beautiful episode. Yeah. I loved
1: it the whole way. I me didn't too. even. It never bumped me that like we me started. Too. The only thing that bumped me was like yet again, here we go. It's Amy Matthews' birthday, and the kids just don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, nobody. It's yeah, birthdays aren't
0: important uh, no, in this the, world. This is an
1: odd family where no one. <laughs> Acknowledges really birthdays. Yeah. It's like as long as somebody mentions yeah. that it's someone's birthday, we've done enough. Yeah, somebody <laughs> got
0: very hurt by a birthday in the past, and so <laughs> birthdays are persona non grata now in That's the Matthews it. family. And that
1: just kind of made me laugh. But otherwise, and I got to work with Tony it. and with Alex. I like that know. was
0: I. That was the other thing. I was like, I know. Oh my yeah. God, I got to work with both of them. I totally forgot
2: that. I didn't think I I of I it had you introduced yourself. Just like you did on stage. When we were doing I know, last and show. I thought I had no idea. I had no
1: idea. I had so much fun with this whole thing. I do. Feel like was shoehorned into oh, this yeah. story. Of course, they had to get him in somehow um, because there really is like, a, even though it's a small part, there are no small parts. Only small actors. Um, mm. Is Topanga even, even mentioned? No, by the way, no, okay. no, 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 she doesn't exist. No, um, in fact, we're
2: going to a ski lodge, which apparently ski lodges are where you go to meet to women. And, and fr- yeah, the ski
0: bunnies. You meet the ski bunnies there. Yeah, the ski um,
2: bunnies. But yeah, like why Corey wants to do that when he has a girlfriend is really. Just well, sort of I think the rug.
1: I don't know that he's going for that. I feel like he's going because he always does what Sean wants to do. He sure. gets suckered in. There's that right. scene where he goes, oh, you know, I'm going uh, right, right. where he like tries to fight against it. But he's like, oh, I'm just in it. But he um, never mentions
2: Topanga, right? That's he doesn't the thing. Say, Maybe like, mention the girlfriend. I'm not going to go because I have a girlfriend. Let me Sean. tell Topanga.
1: Nothing. Yeah, I'll nothing. go be a wingman
2: nope. for
0: you. I'll do something right. like that. You know, none, none of that.
1: And with
0: 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma.
1: Go to books.com and use promo code world for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S
2: S.com promo code world. Books, promo code world.
0: You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee, and you'll feel
2: it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh...
0: Visit ExpressPros.com today.
1: Will, you are a superstar in this episode. Oh, it was so much fun. Can we talk about, and do you want to share any of your memories before we jump in, or do you just want to share them as we go?
0: Well, I mean, the, the thing I remember the most was that they had me work with a magician yep. uh, and pool player from the Magic Castle named Chef Anton, <sighs> who I we does he get a credit? Does he have? I like don't a, think so. He
2: doesn't. He should have like. And a he just taught me credit.
0: taught me all the pool shots, and we'll get into all that kind of stuff. But I oh, got to man. work the whole week with him, and Julie was super nice, and Ethan and uh, and Blake were fun to work with.
1: Will, when you say Chef Anton, is it Chef like C H E F like a yeah, chef? Yeah,
0: that's what I remember. I chef was Anton. he was named was Chef Anton. He was uh, a magician at the Magic Castle. Super nice guy, but was also like a trick pool master. Right. And so he would we'd spent all day sitting there and he's like setting up the shots and he's got to like bang certain things in at times into the, you know, you take one ball and hit it into the other ball so it made a little dent in the table so the balls would stay where they had. It was a whole thing. And he was wow. teaching me all this stuff and I did all the shots. I mean, that was all me doing I all that know, stuff. I and remember. it was so cool. Uh, we just had, I might not have done, they cut to one where it's like, I. they cut and to... And then it goes... Yeah, and it goes, well, that's that, that might have right? been... She- no. That was, I think, Chef doing that shot. But I had to um,
2: involve like a magnet or something, right? One of that's them was a I magnet, thought.
0: but the other one is—is is him actually spinning the ball. He did the shot. I mean, that's wow. kind of the stuff he was doing. So wow. it was. We had so much fun doing this episode, and it's so absurd, and it kept getting more absurd, and I loved everything about
1: it. Well, <laughs> I really, did. just so you know, Chef Anton is still working. He is actually on Instagram. He is at Scuba Magician. He yes. specializes in pool and scuba magic. <laughs> Pool, wait, so pool, like playing pool or pool scuba? I love that there's something I called scuba cool. magic.
2: <laughs> yes. It's underwater magic, so everybody has to go underwater to be in the audience. Oh my or God. you do
1: it in a tank. I would imagine there's a tank instead oh, of just you I perform think. for the scuba diver. Do you remember when he came to the set <laughs> I don't know, I, that, that, that night? would
2: be quite an awesome Or what scuba... if he just
1: videos it? He goes yeah. underwater, does the but magic how there. how would and you d- be like, all of a sudden a shark would appear or something? Like. I this, we have sure. to look into this, I'm We have to look it up. Do. Scuba magician, we'll check it out He came to the
0: set that night. He came to the taping when we did it, and he the thing he was famous for is he like, the, there was then a crowd of all the writers, producers around him, as he was like doing card tricks, and the thing, he'd finish a card trick, and then he'd look at... Nell, who was standing behind him and be like, oh, and by the way, here's your watch. And he'd be like, wait, what? Oh, and my gosh. Nell's watch bucket. was gone. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a fun night. I remember right. this episode so well.
1: Update writer, you do go down in the water with him, you scuba dive, and he does magic for you.
0: Oh my God. The magic Something is not getting be the bends. Under boat. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. yeah. Guys, Anton. Pod Meets World <gasps> Scuba Diving Podcast oh, Magician yes. Edition.
0: I love <laughs> that. I'm so into it. Oh, I would totally do that. Wow.
1: All right. So let's jump into our recap. We start in the Matthews kitchen. We're at the dining room table. Corey is looking through a binder while Sean is folding a paper into an airplane. Now, this is. This is a week... Weak moment. <laughs> like, yeah. They we're
2: literally opening with me saying, the one thing I'm glad is that Feeny's not around. It's like, but at Corey's house, Feeny's always around. Exactly. Exactly. It made no sense. Yeah, that I made know. no sense. The best yeah. thing
1: about studying here is that what? there's no Feeny, but actually, the only place other than school there is Feeny there is, is Feeny. Corey's yeah, right. house.
2: And unfolding a paper airplane. It's like, it's like we just went, let's go back to the pilot. Let's go back yep. to the pilot. Season yep. one. Remember? Remember? Yeah. Feeny?
1: Well, <laughs> I, I also can't let it go without pointing out that you are wearing two t-shirts, a corduroy zip-up, and a vest. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And And also starting to look older. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed it more in this episode than any of the episodes coming up where I'm like, oh, Ryder's starting to look like Ryder. Like you're starting to look like Teenage Ryder to me. Yeah. Yeah, you're so Sean there. says
1: the best part about studying at Corey's is there's no Feeney, but then right on cue, Feeney knocks on the backyard door. Sean says he doesn't want to get hassled by Feeney. The door is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Corey explains that Feeney is a pro. He leaves the principal stuff at school. Then again, right on cue, Feeney asks if they're ready for the test. The boys show Feeney they're currently studying, and Feeney points out that Sean's book is still in its original cellophane. Sean explains he gets top dollar, top dollar. on resale. Top dollar. Feeney says his best students have usually read the book. Sean asks what that's what that gets him, and Feeney responds, into college. Then Amy walks down the stairs, looking like she's ready to sell a brick split level on Oak Street or sell some paintings. Or Who some, am I to judge? You
0: know, some galleryist stuff. I don't
1: know. But she asks Feeney if the boys are in trouble. Feeney responds with, probably, but that's not why I'm here. Feeney hands Amy a small box with a bow on it. She smiles and says, "Oh, he remembered her birthday is Sunday. And this is a cute little friendly thing between the Matthews and Feeney that we haven't yeah. really seen too often that no. they're
0: kind of embarrassed getting uh uh some praise, Feeney is what like where he's kind of yeah. like showing a Jeannie. little look to Alan where he's oh. like, You see what I is one of my favorite Bill billisms. He's <laughs> yeah. so awesome at that kind of like well, shucks, you know, I, it's oh man, I loved it. Loved yeah,
1: him. he it's it. I love the the faux blushing. Oh, yes. Stop. Oh, yeah,
0: stop it, right. It. Exactly. He's so good at it. He's well, so then, good in this
2: entire episode and, and the oh, whole episode. Gosh. He's
0: so you forget. We we've I had now officially forgotten because he was coming in and doing one liners and coming in and doing one liners. Once again, you just get a master class in Bill Daniels in this episode yep. where it's like, oh man, he's so good. Every beat, every single beat is real with this man. It is yep. phenomenal. Yeah, awesome.
1: Just then, Alan walks downstairs, sees Feeney, and also asks if the boys are in trouble. Amy exclaims that George remembered it's her birthday. Alan says he didn't realize Amy's birthday was coming up. He's kidding, of course. He wouldn't forget it's the Sunday because the Eagles are playing. Amy opens Feeney's present to reveal a key. It's for his cottage in the mountains because he thought Amy and Alan would enjoy a romantic getaway this weekend. Mm-hmm. Amy kisses Feeney on the cheek and is thrilled, but she thought he sold the cottage. Feeney says he intends to because he doesn't get up there very much, but assures her, it's, uh, assures her it's very romantic. Alan appreciates the gesture, but he's already made plans for Amy's birthday. The camera cuts to Sean taking the key and then cuts back to Feeney telling the Matthews to keep the key. Maybe they can go up another weekend. And I wondered why they showed Sean taking the key there when then it's not at all a reveal, a reveal later, later yeah. in the backyard. I think it
2: might have just been too tricky. Like, you wouldn't have believed that, right, that, that he Sean was done able it. to do it, you know? Right, yeah. right.
1: Uh, So then um, the camera goes back to Sean, who spontaneously throws his history book outside, saying it slipped. He says Corey knows the terrain best, so he should help him find it. Corey looks over to Feeney and his parents, telling them, yeah, I know this tundra like it's my own backyard.
0: Backyard. Yeah, he says so this backyard. is
1: backyard. He does say All backyard. of backyard.
2: backyard in the script. I know, it's but oh, it's still, a backyard. It's not, why are we still having
0: this conversation? Because <laughs> we've, we've had two writers come on and say it was the side yard. They That's don't why. know
2: anything. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. These writers. These writers. And then we're in the Matthews backyard. Sean and Corey are now outside the kitchen, and they close the door. Sean says they have to use they have to use code for security reasons. Corey says they don't have code, and Sean responds with, "Really, guys? Like us should have a code?" And I noticed. Ben seems to be doing something different with Corey here. Like the way he's playing Corey, this scene like,
2: did not feel good to me. There's something I agree. weird. It was because it it's was...
0: it was uh, supposed to be like a fun running couplet that kind of has nothing to do with it, and that's how you were playing it. And Ben was kind of almost playing it angry. I, was I couldn't
1: just, tell what we, it was.
2: Okay, well, here's my memory of this week. Okay, <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. Huh. Ben and I had the worst run through in the history of boy beats world this week oh. um michael was gone he wasn't there um uh, i don't know if he was gone all week but he certainly wasn't there for this one run through and i don't know what was happening all i remember is that ben and i were phoning it in we like waltzed through a run through mm-hmm. i think we we broke a lot we laughed we were and right. uh david Kendall uh, gave notes and he just said i don't i don't know what to say um it I guess was bad. You guys just don't want to be here. Um, really? I don't. You know. And he just like gave the most like, "This is." I guess if you guys don't want to do the show, I don't. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Oh, he <laughs> gave you the "I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed." I'm totally just disappointed.
2: And like, wow. And I also think he truly didn't know what to do with us because right. we had done so bad. And I remember the run through ended, and I remember being like, "What? what what's happening?" And then. Uh, me and Jeff McCracken and Ben had like this huge, like powwow, uh, in our dressing rooms, like post run through. It was like,
1: yeah,
2: you know, and like Jeff was like, what can I do? How can we make this better? What do you guys want from this episode? And I honestly, I don't remember what the problem was. I don't remember why Ben and I, I think maybe we didn't like the episode. Maybe we Maybe, maybe it wasn't, maybe we had pissed Bill off and Bill said something. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what happened, but it was the only time in the history of Boy Meets World where Ben and I were in trouble, like as right. kids, for wow. not being professional and not doing our jobs. Do you and remember
0: do you remember if it was a Monday run through or a Tuesday run through? It had and to and be were- a Monday. Yeah, it had yeah, to be network. a first So this wasn't, wasn't
2: network. No. Okay. No. Um, and like I said, Michael wasn't there, but I remember just being like what did we do? Like being so, um, you know, and, and having to like up our game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I just remember being in trouble. Like I just remember and I can't remember ah. why. I, I think most of what happened is that Ben and I were goofing off. I think we must right. have just been phoning it in, making each other laugh. If Michael was there, wasn't there, we probably thought it wasn't important. For, yep. You know what I mean?
1: Michael wasn't there, there was probably a, you guys felt more relaxed.
2: And And, we thought that the guy, you know, the moosh can't be a ranger. was the funniest things. We thought he was the, and we probably did that forever. Oh, we did that forever. Ever. And I, I, yeah, but it was, it was an awful. And then David
1: Kendall probably also felt like, He had to take he had to take it that seriously because, one, how disrespectful that just because Michael isn't here, you don't care about any of the rest of us. And I need to get through to you that this is not acceptable. And so I'm going to nip this in the bud right now instead of going easy on you. I have to. So, yeah, that's really interesting. It's also so
0: strange, though, that that's that you would that would happen this episode where the vast majority of your scenes, it's just you and Ben and Bill. I know like of all the weeks to phone it in, you think the one you'd never pick the one where it's you're actually working with Bill nonstop and something that very much feels like a play. Right. Uh, You know, it's like, wow, that it's it's interesting that I don't remember that at all. Of course. course, I think at this point
2: we felt like we're we were impervious, you know, like there was no way we we couldn't really get trouble. We just land and then joke off, say the lines. Wow. And like you know, I think it was a reality check of like we still needed to show up, we still yeah. needed to do our jobs, and you know we did. Like, but this this scene felt off for me too, like acting wise. I didn't feel like I was very I good, did. and I was just like, "What's happening here?" And I think if I remember, I didn't, I didn't like the dialogue, and I'm not sure. Like, I could see it now, but it just didn't feel. I don't know, something was off for me, uh, and, it, and it still felt off watching this this scene, but. I mean, this is where they should have run into Ben. Like, in fact, he he should not want to go, but he should want to do the right thing yeah. because he has a girlfriend and da-da-da-da-da. And Sean should be like, but girls, but, you know, snow right. bunnies, but yeah. whatever. And Again, just keeps budget. hitting him until he finally go, oh, you know, I'm going. It's but as budget. It, is, it, just,
0: it has yeah. to be because think about it. We have Ethan and Blake Yeah. and Alex Alex and yeah. Tony. And Julie Benz and right. another. I mean, there's like three, three right. different characters that are speaking. So, yeah, there's everybody was in this episode except Daniel. It was very strange.
2: We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us.
1: Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media?
2: But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your
1: mom doing?
0: Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring
1: books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers.
2: You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement?
1: Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano.
0: That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special.
1: And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now.
0: And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma.
1: Go to Books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's
2: B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code
0: WORLD. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee,
2: and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly.
1: When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts.
0: Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience.
2: So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back.
0: Visit ExpressPros.com today.
1: So Corey says they can bring up code words at the next meeting, which prompts Sean to ask when the next meeting is. Corey tells him they don't have meetings. And Sean says this club blows, which I was like, whoa, the language. (laughs) Sean says he knows how to make everything better and pulls out Feeney's key. And then the audience goes nuts. They're in. This is oh, this is a hot audience, and I feel like maybe it's those inmates.
2: Yeah, you know what? You know what? Excited about a. Mm -hmm. By this point,
1: we had
0: actual fans. The inmates were the season. I'm not even gonna start. Okay, I maybe you know I feel this. like
1: inmates would be thrilled about about robbing Feeny's house.
0: Yeah, the inmates also all sounded like twelve year old girls, so right? I want to know <laughs> well, what
1: kind of were. prison this was. It, it was it was twelve year old girl prison. <laughs> it, it was, it was <laughs> literally twelve year old What are they? Excited That's where Danielle about? was. A romantic about getaway, getaway with in Corey person. and Sean.
2: <laughs> like, what are they wooing about? Like, do they just automatically know that in the mountains there are hot women? Like, it's such weird about that
1: They woo about you guys stealing the key and going there alone and then they woo about the hot bunnies (laughs) see i I think it's it's
0: an Ooh, into ooh. a woo. Oh, okay. you're right. Okay. So it's exactly. like,
1: woo. ooh,
2: you're stealing stuff into a woo. And then a woo. hot ski bunnies? Woo. Of course, ski bunnies with no, you're cheating right. on to pay right. was makes a, w- a woo. It was an ooh into a woo. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is what prisoners do. I'm so do. interested in the like, ski lodge as a site of like, dating potential.
1: Oh, I'll tell you why. Michael Jacobs had a house in Aspen. Aspen <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It's like, this is where he got his house in Aspen <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and was, he was going like, there every week. It's so hot and sexy it's in Aspen. So, house so house. hot and sexy. Because I just. This is such a clear obsession with
1: our show. With yeah, it is. Resorts, yeah. There's ski, ski resorts. There's ski bunnies everywhere ski, in Aspen. Yep. Ski resorts, <laughs> food, and
0: hair. There's something what's going up, on. I want to know what's
1: <laughs> <Like> up. <there. laughs> so Sean explains there's an empty cottage in ski country with young, healthy, snuggly <laughs> snow bunnies.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's I just they're healthy. By
1: the way, okay, look.
2: I I, de- I definitely used to talk about like women who snowboarded as being like sexy because they were like sure. athletic or like yeah. good at like I definitely went with Ooh, they're but, so like, healthy <laughs> healthy <laughs> <They> snuggly <either. laughs> sk- no it's just like
1: such a weird they eat
2: their carrots
1: it's mm. just it
0: is it's weird <laughs> it's the whole thing is it's just like it's like that the you know somebody obviously had an obsession with that it's like. Yes. Oh, because yes. we always have to go, go to racetracks to meet hot... W- like, yeah. what? Exactly. Why, why pick <laughs> a one weird you know, thing?
2: You know, <laughs> the old NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: It's like just picking weird exactly.
2: stuff. <laughs> Makes me want to oh, ski.
1: Man. Makes me want to <laughs> 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 ski. So, Corey warns if they go up there, Feeney is going to go mental. And Sean says, that's a bonus. Feeney goes out of his way to make Sean's life miserable, and this will make up for it. Sometimes they have to break the rules. Corey says it's deceitful and irresponsible, but there's and there's no chance they'd get away with it. Sean gives him a smirk. And Corey says, "Oh, you know I'm going." And I realized here that Sean has the ability to ensorcel Corey with yes. just a smirk. He
0: does. He does. It's also very Sean Corey. I like the, the yeah. very Corey moment of, "Oh God, you know I'm going to
1: be." You know, right, thirty I'm minutes into
0: it. our
2: recap, we've made it through the first scene. Oh, yeah. Well, you go. <laughs> well, we got
1: time. We're out of the Matthews house. <laughs> All right, we're in the school hallway. Sean runs up to Corey at his locker and reveals two bus tickets to paradise. Is this still before school? Did he skip the first part of school to go get these bus tickets? Is everyone getting up at four a.m. So they have time to study at the house, have conversations with their parents, buy bus tickets all right. before first period. <laughs> right. That's like
2: 6 a.m.
1: It's like so early. I'm like, you guys no, are so productive. that must have been the
2: night before. That was the no, night No, you're in the
1: same clothes. Oh. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yes. You're in your corduroy two shirt <laughs> zip up.
2: Damn. Man. Yeah, it's the That's morning weird. still. No, you it went is. Over it's morning because Amy comes down. Oh, so we we're comes studying down. for the test in the morning. Okay. So yeah. we, were, we were cramming for a test.
1: And then you left the still bay. with ample time to go get bus tickets or you just bailed on school gotcha. for the first part and you showed Which up. I don't really know. I'm just, do we I was ever address, just
2: thinking. I, I honestly don't remember. Are, do we ever. What What are we telling Corey's parents? Do we never we talk
0: about it? Don't. It doesn't it's not mentioned.
2: No, 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 not mentioned. <laughs> so they only find out that we're. So,
1: OK. When Feeney. Well, Feeney goes up that same night. Right. So yeah. they're not yeah. gone very long, but, right. you know, you but do my head. I also assume
0: it's the typical thing where Sean tells Turner, right. I'm, sleeping yeah. Corey tells Corey, Sean, right. I'm sleeping at Corey's and Corey tells Sean, I'm sleeping. at Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, so um, Sean reveals the weather report, a fresh blanket of snow on the mountains. But Corey says he had a moment of clarity. It occurred to him. They don't ski. Sean retorts by saying they don't learn, but they go to school, don't they? Nearby, <laughs> Eric approaches Mr. Turner. And he introduces himself. It's me, Eric. I'm this Corey's a,
0: brother. This is a fun scene. Yeah. I remember so just cute. working with Tony, and it's just such a him just looking at me like, "You're in my class. Mm. We talk every mm. day." Is yeah. just one of my favorite things of the world. Mullet is in full
1: effect. Oh, oh glistening. glistening it's extra extra ba- ba- bouncy at the it just, top. It's mm. glorious. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Turner says he knows Eric is in his English lit class. He's not doing so well. Uh, Eric asks Mr. Turner if he was just talking to Bianca Sabatini, who is giggling nearby at the payphone. She's played by Julie Benz. Turner says, yes, he's her teacher. Eric asks if he can teach her to go out with him. Welcome back. Girls, girls, girls. Girls, girls, girls. girls, I'm girls. girls. We're taking a break it. from college, college, college to go back to girls, girls, girls. girls, girls, girls. girls. I
0: love it. I am a big <laughs> fan.
1: Turner sighs, and Eric tells him she only goes out with jocks. Eric watches the occasional game, but solely to look at the player's wives. They are hot. But imagine him <sighs> on a ski. And imagine him at a ski oh, lodge. I couldn't yeah. even imagine. You think I they're hot imagine. in the stands. Oh, forget Woo! it. Healthy Put skier? Healthy,
2: snuggly skier? They become oh, my God. Healthy, healthy, snuggly.
1: snuggly player wives. <laughs> yeah. Turner cuts Eric off and says, This conversation doesn't really need him, does it? Eric says, No, That's but thanks him for line. his time. So funny. This it's conversation doesn't need me, does no. it? No. As Turner leaves, Eric walks over to Bianca. He introduces himself and says, They're in the same English class, to which Bianca replies, Oh, yeah, you're the smart one. Red flag right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big, big, kind of great. Red though. flag. <laughs> Uh, Eric says yes. He may be the class Victorian this year. Bianca laughs. Says he's cute and asks if he's a jock. Eric responds with, "I've worn them." <laughs> <laughs> and then we are in Chubby's. Eric and Bianca have quickly turned oh, this like, conversation about into the a day. Exterior
2: of Chubby's that is shown. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. an exterior day of Chubbies. Have we have we seen that? exterior before?
1: I don't know yes. about if we've seen that one. I know we have seen one and I don't remember. I didn't. Yeah. Clock we've actually the seen two, tonight, two technically. Which was technically. Different.
2: And then we had the scene Correct. on the Rave On episode For the Rave that on. doesn't look anything like this. like the parking mm-hmm. garage right. in the back. That's the I side I trying to entrance. figure out where this is in L.A. Like they clearly went somewhere in L.A. and put a chubby sign on a red right. building somewhere, like in the valley. I, I would love to know where that is. It kind of
0: looks mm, like your old be... apartment building, Ryder. The one in downtown, kind of that red mm-hmm. brick. It would
1: make sense yeah. that they would have stolen a place that Ryder was living. To they stole the, yeah. everything else. They stole everything else from Ryder's yeah, life.
0: it's a Ryder's life, counting crows, all that stuff. The fact that he loves ski bunnies. They just took yeah, everything. They took everything.
1: <laughs> it's so Ryder. From mm-hmm. Ryder's life. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they've turned their conversation into a date and Eric asks Bianca why she dates jocks and she says I like to date winners and inquires what sport Eric plays. He hesitates and looks over at the pool table. He asks if she follows pool and she says not at all. He smirks and tells her he's a grandmaster. Eric and Bianca make their way to the pool table as Bianca says she never thought of pool as a jockey kind of sport. Eric points to a scar on his head, telling her he got it at the eight ball championships in Mexico City 1964. (laughs) 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 And then Fedora, Joey and Frankie, welcome back to these two. They come walking in, calling Eric and Bianca Mr. and Mrs. Batinsky because they took the table that he and Frankie were already playing at. Eric says the table was empty, so if they don't mind leaving while the two of them finish up, Fedora Joey asks if Eric is challenging Frankie to the table. Bianca tells Eric to do it because she'd love to see the Grandmaster at work. Eric obliges and tells Frankie, you're on. He wonders, how good could Frankie be anyways? Fedora Joey laughs as Frankie pulls out his own cue stick, telling Eric he's buried dead in the ground. Ugh.
0: I First of all, I love how Eric never really sees them as bullies. Yeah. You know, he's Mm-mm. just like, no, we got the table. You know, this is uh, we, we're. Good. it's not like, oh, geez, they're here. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, no, we're you weren't here.
2: We're, oh, we're you're Right. Yeah. Season you know? two, it would have been about how scary they were or something. Right. But they're just part of like the gang now. Right. Exactly. Just, yeah.
1: It's yes. one of my favorite things about the bullies having less to do with Corey and Sean and more to do with Eric, where Eric is more on equal footing with yeah. them. Right. I agree. Right. It, it, it becomes just um, more of a peer relationship rather yeah. than like bullies. I agree. Well, had you ever played pool before this?
0: Yeah, I grew up we actually had a pool table in our house growing up. So I, my grandfather was oh, a wow. very good pool player. He was a grandmaster. He was I mean. No, he was a grandfather. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> and, and uh, It's
1: the best kind of father to be.
0: Right, so no, so he um he taught me and I played most of my life growing up. I mean, I wasn't a, right. as good as Chef Anton.
1: Right. Obviously,
0: no. who's doing trick shots and stuff, but no, I played pool quite a bit actually. Okay. And then I, I had a pool know. table in my apartment in Los Angeles that I didn't measure correctly so I couldn't draw the cue stick all the way back so it was like dunk like hitting walls. <laughs> you were like the walls. table
2: will fit perfectly you, Exactly <laughs> you had a pool table in your Burbank uh-huh. apartment Uh-huh Sure did oh, I don't remember that at all Yeah I sure did I don't remember the apartment the being Otterpops. that big
0: It was remember I had that pe- I had the of the penthouse apartment by the end and it was like oh, I had know. the there's that separate room where I had the pool table and it was it was hysterical like people walking be like I want to play pool dunk hit the wall What's the
1: penthouse <laughs> at the Oakwoods like
0: I wish I would. I'm, I'm glad I was not in the Oakwoods by that mm, point, but okay. only
1: like a mile away. Okay. Uh, Do you remember know um, that
2: was, burrito place right on the street from your. Santa Fe Cafe? Yes. Is that still Dude, around?
0: There's a there's one left, not in Burbank, out here by Danielle and I, and oh. Sue and I go to it like once a month. It's I have to amazing. Go. I'm so excited. It, it tastes exactly the same. You yes. go and you get that stuff, and it brings you for the first time I had it, because I had said to Sue maybe three years ago, it was it was not that long ago. I was like, Oh, there's this place. And I, I went to the Santa Fe Cafe in Burbank so many times that yeah. if there was a line, I would just walk past the line, go behind the counter, literally right in my order, put it up on the thing, open the register and put the money yeah, in and they'd like wink at, they'd wink yeah. at me. Um, and so I was telling her this story and she's like, you know there's a Santa Fe cafe like 15 minutes from here. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, that, there's there were two. There was the one in Burbank they closed out and there was one out here wow. in like Westlake. Yep. And it was like, <gasps> well, and we, we, know we jumped we're going in the car and went. Yes, I'm it's so excited. so good. So good.
1: So now we're at Feeney's Cottage. A park ranger opens the door to Feeney's Cottage as Corey and Sean follow behind all bundled up and freezing Why?
2: cold. Here's my question. Yeah. Why is a park ranger showing them into no, their cabin?
0: How close did the bus get them to the cabin? Is my question. I ju-
2: wh- I just don't understand what is happening. Why is I when does Why this ever is happen? there a ranger <laughs> in the cabin? What, what does this have to? What What world do you live in? It's not a hotel. It's not a lodge. What is? It's happening? just somebody's house. Yeah. It's Feeney's house, and the ranger just like it's just a, I, so, I mean it's funny in my I like the head, guy I like the yeah. scene but I I have no idea what is happening so in
0: my head there's a correlation between the two in my head the bus dropped them off like three-quarters of a mile from the cabin. They're uh, hoofing me. it to the cabin, and the ranger drives sees by and them. sees two yeah. kids walking through, and, and it's like, hey, let me let me drive you to your cabin. And then he gets in the cabin, and then they're there. That's yeah, in which, my which, by head, the way, you
1: happened. could set up with one sentence. Oh, I'm exactly. so glad I saw you guys hiking yeah. up to the cabin. Pretty Here cold you are. out there. Pretty yeah. cold exactly. out there. So you guys were thinking yeah, I was on my last drive. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. My but last but that's how, yep.
0: that's what I think it was. Yeah,
1: I agree with you. And by the way, as weird as it is, it still didn't make me, it didn't change the way I felt about the episode. I was just like, yeah, sure. I love ranger. this actor so <laughs> much, it. too. He's I so good.
0: love him so much in everything he's done that he came on screen. And I was like, anything, I'm, I'm good yep. with whatever I, He's, he's so, so funny. He's so funny.
1: Yeah. So they say, Hank, who Hank, who Harry Hodge? <laughs> which, it's not. There's no snow, but it's very, very cold. cold. Chilly. The ranger Chilly. introduces himself as Ranger Mark. He asks which one of them is Feeney's grandson. They both point to each other and say he is. Sean says they both are as they're. As at the same time, one of them says they're brothers, brothers and the other one cousins. says they're cousins. They're brother cousins. Ranger Mark says, there's no need to explain. He's from mountain people no. himself. I'm <laughs> from mountain folk,
0: too. <laughs> so
1: funny. Corey asks how far the nearest ski lodge is. I'm looking for those bunnies. Yep. And Ranger Mark tells them it's about two miles. Sean asks how far it would be if they're walking. <laughs> <laughs> and tells and wow, then two t- miles. I remember
2: every line of the scene, do you? Every line of the scene as it was happening, I was like, I know every yeah we I mean I think maybe the run through was so bad because Ben and I just thought this was so funny. yeah, like I just remember laughing this entire it's yeah, it is scene. so funny.
1: all of it's great. It's great, dumb Sean. well, how yes. mi- how far is it if we're walking? Oh, it's only a well, mile that's each. only one mile, mile each. All of that's so funny.
0: I also great. here's the thing though we've established they don't ski. Corey wants to get to the the ski lodge, so it's Corey who wants to
1: meet the women. Yeah, unless Corey's looking for hot cocoa.
0: That would have been great. If that's her name, I mean, that's...
1: (laughs) Ranger Mark warns them to make sure everything is locked up at night so they don't wake up with a skull full of Grady's axe. Corey asks what that is, and Ranger Mark says, Folklore says a man brought his beautiful bride to Grady Pines once. She fell in love with a ski instructor, and the husband went mad. He then hacked them both up before taking his own life. The locals say every year the psycho returns to this mountain to wreak his bloody revenge. Corey and Sean sit completely wide-eyed on the couch. Corey then asks the ranger how the man is able to come back if he took his own life. The ranger, Mark, is stumped. Sean says, this is why you don't see many rangers on The Tonight Show. (laughs) Got another late-night show joke. (laughs) (laughs) Sean
0: loves the old late-night shows, I'm telling (laughs) you.
1: Ranger Mark asks if the boys know how to turn on the electricity. Sean scoffs, saying he thinks they can flip a switch. Ranger Mark says he has to go. He's watching a movie with his buddy Moose. Corey asks if that's another ranger, and Mark clarifies, a moose can't a moose. be a ranger. Uh, we did that so for seven funny. years. You said this line yeah. forever. Moose,
2: ever, ever. moose can't
0: be a ranger. A moose can't be a ranger.
1: I mean, I love that this is a a similar moose reference to what will eventually be plays, plays with, squirrels. with squirrels. I had the same thought. Yeah. 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 And yet I thought the same yeah, thing with so moose. Moose is just, it yeah, had its roots. Moose gets around. Yeah. Whatever. It had its roots somewhere <laughs> early on in Boys world.
0: My moose is. <laughs> That's good. his wife. Yeah. That's how dare wife. you? <laughs> a moose can't be a ranger.
2: We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us.
1: Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they
2: did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut
0: while authoring books. Wow.
1: Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers.
2: You are right, and that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to
1: a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company they are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano.
0: That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special.
1: And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now.
0: And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt,
1: and even grandma. Go to Books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B O U Q S.com promo code WORLD.
0: Book's promo code WORLD. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay
2: Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly.
1: When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any
0: experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience.
2: So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. visit
0: expresspros.com today
1: So Sean and Corey can't believe Ranger Mark asked if they could turn on the electricity. What kind of city mama's boys does he take us for? Corey asks as he tries to turn on the light switch and it doesn't no, work. That's he not starts what he does to panic.
0: <laughs> he instantly turns it on and off. <laughs> Who goes over to a light switch and goes on off? Nobody does that in the history of the world. You flip on the light switch, yeah, you don't go it on uh, it's so weird it's like there's some weird phone
1: acting and light switch acting phone and
2: switch acting small objects i would say say watch and drain plug acting yeah i mean that's what i'm saying there's like small maybe just props i was gonna say props i will say physical comedy props prop humor is is
1: hard. Hard it is hard for a lot it. of I actors. It. I, love, I it. love it. I love it to oh, death. Oh, God. Of course, I don't, I'm not on the show, though, so I'll tell them. No, no, no. Like, on your, whenever, when whatever
0: it. sitcom you're on, you should tell us about should how was. T- I will it was. let them know. Yeah.
1: Then we're in the Chubby's pool hall. Eric is playing pool with a crowd gathered behind him. He takes his shot and the ball flies completely off the felt. Eric explains to a confused Bianca, in Mexico they have chicken wire around the table. which <laughs> I thought was a cute little yeah. call to like bumpers on on bowling yeah. alley, like at a bowling alley. I
0: just remember setting up all these shots and working with Chef and here's how we're going to do it and you're going to do this one you're going to do that. It was so cool. This whole week was like learning magic. It was neat.
1: And so did right. you ever have to come in early and, and practice that stuff or oh, were you yeah. just, re- yeah, I was going to say, no, we were practicing all the time. I mean, that's all like like this
2: storyline is. Yeah. yeah. It's like from now on, you guys are just shooting pool. pool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And do you remember how
0: pool became an integral part of the show too? Do you remember Pocky? What? Pocky. Do you, rem- snacks? you don't remember Pocky? So in when we eventually then got to the college, there's the pool table in the in the room and we invented the game and it's it's made the show where we actually have like we're using the sticks like hockey sticks and we're knocking the balls like that, and we called oh it pocky. Gosh. And we'd be playing in the background. We'd be playing pocky. Oh yeah, this is a whole thing that all I of us would play don't pocky. Remember that yeah. it was just that. you
1: and Matt. No, no,
0: you will see it in the background of some episodes where all of a sudden we're playing pocky. Yeah, oh, so I can't it was wait. Pool hockey. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, Mr. Williams, who apparently is just hanging out alone at the student hangout, walks up and asks, yeah, of he asks like you what do. the crowd is for, to which Bianca replies, there's a big game going on. Frankie is about to take another turn, so Joey tells him to concentrate like he does on Thanksgiving. Frankie asks, the first night or the second night? Joey clarifies, there's food only jokes. one night. And yep, Frankie jokes. says, not at my house. Yeah, food and jokes. Maybe the lowest common denominator of jokes. Yep. And at this point. I'm sure Ethan was getting a little sick of it. I, I wouldn't. Even blame though him. he's, I wouldn't either. Even though he's um, apparently way too um, humble to even mention it. He oh, didn't, of even mention, no. didn't even mention it. Um, Frankie shoots his ball into the pocket, only for it to shoot right back out. Why, Mr. Williams? I don't I know. understand. What, what? I didn't happened? either. No, like I also point, don't understand. They say they've been there for an hour. You mean for a whole hour weird magical things have yes, been happening on this point. table? That's, that's the part
2: that it is that the point
1: that yes, it's of just course. a
2: magical table. Yes. Okay. Cuz I was sitting there going, "Wait, is, is is the idea that he's bad too and right. he was like in over his head and he had been lying about being a Yes. No. Like it's all
0: that. It's it's no is matter that, what no, we do we the can't idea take think a because is
2: that Frankie normally is good. Yeah.
1: It's just today is a cursed Pool? Yeah. Yes, Dang. today that's, is, a, that's what and, is, and that's the reason they stay at it. Yeah, okay. I guess See, that's this is what I mean about
2: a complete lack of story. It's just yeah,
1: there's it's no just story. like get yeah. into the conflict, Weird and pool Just stuff. hold it yeah. there and
2: yeah. do some fun stuff. We're thankfully
1: fun stuff. it's funny enough uh, uh, that I'm I'm in.
2: Me too. Okay, <laughs> okay for
0: you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine for <laughs> you. Eric is up and his ball curves perfectly and hits absolutely nothing. Mister Williams says he's having some serious bad luck. Uh, and then we're back at Feeney's Cottage. Sean and Corey walk inside as Sean complains that it was the worst two hours of his life. The ski lodge was closed and Ranger Mark failed to mention there's no one else on the mountain. So Bunny's gone. We can yeah. stop that storyline. Yeah. Like as far it's as just, like the guys being obsessed gonna, with trying to find be, him, that's yep. over. There's I'll no one else on, on Topanga the island. this weekend. Yep. He'll
0: cheat on her in a ski lodge later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's always time for There's that. There's always time always
2: to
0: snow. cheat on in
1: a,
2: a ski. There was a ski lodge somewhere. Yep. yep. Uh
1: there also turns out to be no snow even though Sean said the weather report stated there was fresh powder on the Rockies. Corey screams at Sean telling him they're 2000 miles away from the, the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> oh my god. Sean thought Rocky was a description, not a name like chewy nougat. That's
2: funny. <sighs> That's funny. Yeah. No, that I know. Funny. This is why we couldn't get through these scenes cuz these were funny yeah. lines.
1: The boys have no power, no lights, and no heat. Sean says he just needs to think, and suddenly, the lights turn on. Corey says, someone's here. They need to be quiet. They think it's Grady, the axe murderer. The locks on the door start jingling, and Corey and Sean run to grab weapons. The door opens, and Feeney walks in, and they all stare at each other.
0: That was a poorly written joke, by the way, and it's strictly the writing. When the lights came on, you shouldn't have said, either the lights just came on, or I had an idea. You should have just gone... I have an idea. I have an idea. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah. But you're you're killing the joke by saying totally. either the lights came It should have just been lights on, and then I have an idea, which would have been right. hysterical. Right.
1: Yep. So then we're still in Feeney's cottage. Feeney closes the door and tells the boys to explain themselves. Sean yells, he has no right trespassing on his own property. Corey explains his parents are on their way up. They just rushed ahead to straighten up. Feeney tells him that's a bald-faced lie, and Corey agrees with that statement. Feeney guesses exactly what the boys did, to which Sean replies, that's a bald-faced lie. Corey questions why Feeney is there. He said he never uses the place. Feeney tells him he came to pack up so he could sell it. Corey says they'll take it. Sean accuses Feeney of trespassing on their property now, which I thought was a really fun little flip for Sean to do so quickly. I, I, we'll I have, take it. I oh, can have a we question.
2: Hold on. Can we go okay, back for go a first. second? Because I completely forgot to mention something. Did you guys notice the flare of the flashlight that's burned onto the, the video?
1: <gasps> I did is notice that, what that yes. is. I, didn't I watched know what it that like was. five
2: times. So it's when Ben f- sh- shines a flashlight in my face when he's yelling at me that we're in the Poconos yeah. or whatever at the Rocky Mountains. He's actually, fl- he, he, he. it's actually like a flare on the the video itself. And it's wow. an after image burned under the video. I was like, wait, huh. is that on my screen or is that my eyes? I watched it like five times. I was like, no, it's like, it's like a technical issue that is, is somehow burned under the, yeah, it's really interesting. interesting. Anyway, little... I did
1: also notice that I had no idea what it was, but I was right. like, oh, look at that, look at that light burn.
2: Yeah. Huh. I, I mean, it has something to do. I don't know enough technically about what, but I know you're not supposed to like shine lights directly into camera. No, yeah, but right. film can handle it, but video can burn this like after image mm. like that. And I'm so it's so amazing that it like stayed. Yeah, to the streamers, you know what I mean? Like that, it's right? So it's burned it's into the image.
1: Yeah, jeez. Well, what did you want to say? I,
2: so Feeney
0: came up there. He's saying because he was going to use the time to clean it up. Right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm, okay.
0: It was just it was strange to me. I thought I remembered. I don't, when I was th- watching this episode, for some reason, I thought he came up there because he knew Corey and Sean were up there alone.
1: No. Yeah, because like, there that, is like, also uh, it, the no ranger surprise, called
0: him really. or something, right? Like he knew what he was—he was walking into them there. Yeah. But they didn't write to that. That's why it was a little weird for me. I didn't understand what was going on at that point.
1: I know. I do think it actually would have been really smart for Feeney to have noticed Sean stole the key in the kitchen. Like we wouldn't have seen it in that earlier kitchen scene. Yeah. But for Feeney to say, you think you could get anything by me? I saw you take the key and and to, uh, then have been like coming up here. I that
2: anyway. I think we should just yeah. go with that. I think yeah, I agree. he does yeah. know. He does. Like he does He's not shocked when he
0: opens the door. He yeah. knows exactly what he's it's going to. expect. Omniscient
2: Feeny, man, that's what it is. Totally knew. He saw Sean steal the key. He saw he's Sean.
1: He's been planning this all along. Okay, a great good. life that's, lesson.
0: I think, oh, that's yeah. great. I think the same thing. That's great. So it thing.
1: wasn't mentioned, but that's the story we're sticking with it. I like it. <laughs> Uh, Corey asks Feeney to call their parents so they could come pick him up before things get too out of hand. And Feeney says, nope, it's too late. They're stuck here until morning and there's only one bed. Sean tells Feeney he'll flip him for it. Feeney catches the coin in midair, looks at it and tells Sean he lost.
2: He lost. That's like great physical Ugh. stuff. Like, I don't. Yeah. It's just, He's Bill's an athlete. just completely in control yeah. of it. Yep. I'm like, and I don't remember this moment at all, but I'm like, oh my, is he going to catch it? Call it. Walk away like that. It just. Oh, God. beautiful. Daniels.
0: Every every time you, especially when we started the show, Ryder, you talked about not being present in your own body. Mm-hmm. And you can see that with actors. Bill Daniels is a master class of always being in his body. Yeah, you I can know. just see he's in perfect control of everything around him, of every, whatever yeah. it is, props, you name he's it. a stage he's, actor.
2: You know, it comes yeah. back to that, like, you, you use your entire body and you're always, yeah, yeah he's so good. It's amazing. I
1: he was also working with Chef Anton that week on well, he had catching on the coins, yeah. stealing
0: yeah. watches, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so then we're in Chubby's. Frankie is taking a shot at the pool table, and for some reason, the crowd is still gathered. Bianca looks disappointed. Frankie misses his shot, and everyone cheers. Eric asks Mr. Williams why everyone is cheering. Mr. Williams says they've never seen people hold a table for three hours without sinking a shot. Eric, seeing this as a good thing, stands up and waves to the crowd. He asks Bianca how it feels to be dating a winner. She says she'll let him know as soon as she finds. <laughs> finds one and walks out. Eric shouts, so you'll call me then? Joey and Frankie, in an attempt to console their pool competition, says Bianca was too good for him anyway. Eric says, he's right. She was just holding him back. Eric yells, let's play some pool. And then we see a little montage with dramatic music playing as we witness both boys still unable to sink a single shot. The pool balls are curving unnaturally. They're defying gravity by stacking on top of each other. And one even explodes. Explodes.
2: Turns to powder.
1: Yes. It's just literally a magical table. So
2: I, I, you
1: know, it's weird that your first
2: scene to sort of set up all the exposition for this was with Tony. Yeah. And then Eli comes to witness the game. It should be that you, it should be like one of them for both, right? Like it should have been you talking to Eli, Mr. Williams, and then he shows up to like see, and he could like comment on the conflict. Like, oh, you're still trying to get that girl or, or, you know, whatever, but- No, he's just there to hang out with high school kids and grab a burger, burger.
0: like you do as a teacher.
2: Yeah,
1: that's normal.
0: It's totally normal.
1: And then we're in Feeney's cottage again. Feeney, Corey, and Sean are sitting at a table finishing a meal. Sean puts a spoon on his nose and asks Corey to time how long he can hold it. Corey asks to borrow Feeney's watch, but he says no. Corey explains that Sean is trying to beat his previous record of seven and a half hours. Feeney asks Sean if he th- what he thinks seven and a half hours of schoolwork could do to his history grade, and Sean argues that his spoon trick brings pleasure to others. Feeney puts his watch near the kitchen sink, like you do, like you do, like one you take does it off, immediately. You put takes it, right it off. Above he puts the, it above the near the kitchen sink, and a little bit of foreshadowing, and then That's asks five, Sean, shadowing. "Okay, it's yeah, foreshadowing." <laughs> And then he asks Sean if he enjoys doing the spoon trick and Sean says yes. This prompts Sean to ask Feeney what he does up here for fun. Feeney reads books. He asks Sean if he wants to join him. Sean asks if he's supposed to jump off a bridge if Feeney does too. Feeney hands the spoon back to Sean and tells him to go for the gold as he walks away. Sean tells Corey that he thinks Feeney hates him and they'll never understand each other. They're complete opposites. Corey tells him he should give Feeney a chance. So Corey and Sean walk over to Feeney, who's sitting in a chair reading his book. This
2: is that this is where the show just goes like Exhaust. exactly where it needed to go. It's yes. like we've exhausted the Corey Feeney relationship throughout the years. So now yep. that is stable. And now it's time to bring in Sean Feeney yep. relationship. And like It's so cool. Like, I totally forgot that this happened. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think if you had told me, like, do you remember the episode with the watch? I would have been like, oh, yeah. there. But I didn't remember that it was Sean and Feeney as the central relationship of that storyline, of that uh, episode. And it's so cool. It just makes me so happy. I also
1: love, I didn't expect it to be so earnest. I didn't Mm -hmm. expect, I knew when they were walking over there to have this conversation with Feeney, I was expecting it to come from, like, a little bit more of a jokey place with Sean. But instead, Sean just goes right for it. Why do you hate yeah. me? And I, I yeah. just, I, I love it. We also so Sean,
0: talk about, sorry, talking about uh, things they write into the show for us. We talked about Cat and Crows at the beginning. They also write in that now Corey and Sean thought Bill was British, thought Mr. Feeney yes, was British. I love it. Love it. So that it's whole so thing
1: funny. was like, that's what we thought. You know we were like, British.
2: he's British. So they
1: so wrote funny. it in. Yep. So Sean asks Feeney why he hates him so much, and Feeney questions, that's what you think? Sean responds by saying he's always getting on his case. Feeney says he's always trying to get the best out of him, but he certainly doesn't hate him. It frustrates him to see a young, charismatic man with so much unfilled potential. Sean says he understands he's just another hopeless student. Feeney says then he must just be another stodgy old principal. And Sean says the stodgiest. Mr. Feeney asks what Sean knows about him. Sean hesitates and Feeney laughs. Sean says Feeney doesn't know anything about him either. And then Feeney proceeds to prove Sean wrong by reciting his transcript and even adding that he loves a musical group named Counting Crows, something that was not listed in his transcript. And then this is where we see that they've stolen Ryder's life and put it on television. <laughs> um and we still can't get in to see a Counting Crow show. So no. yeah. still can't. Hands handsome, one white thing.
0: rose, mm-hmm. tells him how much he loves him, says Strafty Bright, <laughs> and talks about the Counting Crow. Here's a Strafty
2: Bright rose. A <laughs> Bright rose. I'm off to a Crows concert. <laughs> I'm off to a Counting Crows concert.
1: <laughs> Corey asks if Feeney knows how much uh, knows this much about all his students, and he admits that he does not.
2: Which Feeny is asks, my favorite line. Yeah. Because it's just a little hint that like, oh yeah, Sean is it's special to yeah, Yeah. yeah. Special. And he doesn't have to belabor the point. We He nope. just is like, nope, I don't feel this nope, way about I don't. everyone. Oh. Bill's
0: reaction to the subtle way he plays when you say, why do you hate me? <laughs> it's written all over his face in the best way of like, not only do I not hate you, but I hate that you think that. Exactly. I He's actually awesome. physically
1: hurt. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And by he the just, idea
1: that that's how it's come across.
0: He just the way he closes his book and you just see this look come across. His, it's so amazing. It's just yeah. incredible. Yeah,
1: it's really great. Next
0: level acting. Just next level acting.
2: We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us.
1: Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom
2: things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, My mom was also running all three courts
0: in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow.
1: Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers.
2: You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our
1: mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company they are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano.
0: That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she
2: deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online,
1: picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife,
0: aunt, and even grandma.
1: Go to Books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com promo code
2: WORLD.
0: Books, promo code world. You'll know real when you get it. It'll
2: say eBay authenticity guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly.
1: When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not
0: just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands on authentication
2: experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Visit ExpressPros.com today.
1: Feeney asks for help with the dishes, and Sean says if he knows everything about him, then he must also know he hates doing dishes. Corey asks Feeney to reveal something about himself. Feeney answers, those closest to him would say he also dislikes doing the dishes, and with that, he, grabs, uh, he encourages Corey and Sean to get into the sink and do the dishes. Corey goes to grab the rag, which you should remember has Feeney's watch laying on top of it. Feeney tells him to look out, and uh uh-oh, the watch falls into the sink. Corey goes to grab it and instead pulls out the sink stopper, guiding the watch right down the drain. Feeney looks into the sink, and he is visibly upset. But he tells them it's only a 30-year-old watch, and he supposes it was time to get a new one anyway. But he is clearly very shaken. Corey and Sean look disappointed as well as Feeney walks away. Just... I was thinking about Feeney as just like a, an adult. And I was like, yeah, I don't have that kind of patience. Had I walked into my cabin and two <laughs> kids were there, I would not have been like, well, we're stuck here for the night. Like, n- and then. But see, they, it's all part of his plan. I know. He, it is he went part of his plan. there He's So to force John
2: to read a book. That was the whole yes. plan. It's like, we're not yeah. going to have any distractions. I'm going to be the best teacher possible and change their lives in a night. And yeah. he does. And he does it. Ugh
0: gosh do you have like a cabin danielle because you really yeah.
2: don't you,
0: yeah, you, I have, have you have a I have cabin? cabin yeah i have a cabin yeah there so, snow, all the ski bunnies are there snow bunnies around I yeah keep, i, I keep snow wondering.
1: bunnies there yeah that's awesome yeah,
0: yeah i could i, don't I, like I wouldn't want to break into danielle's cabin because you're right i don't think you have the patience and eventually i think the the the, the axe murderer story would be about you taking out the two little I, kids in your cabin
1: for sure yeah. someone would die there that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a cabin because I've heard someone, I was someone there.
0: <laughs> a Topanga can't be a ranger.
1: A Topanga can't be a ranger. <laughs> uh, so we're still in Feeney's uh, cottage. Sean and Corey are now in the living room uh, sans Feeney. Sean has a book in his hands and says he's reading. The book Feeney was looking at is actually a diary. Corey can't believe he's reading Feeney's diary. What are you, nuts, crazy? Then he quickly asks if they're mentioned in it. Sean says so Feeney knew so much about him. He just wanted to get to know Feeney. Yeah, I love the way Ben does that. Are we mentioned Are we? in it? It was, a little, <laughs> it, about, it was a little, was he mad? Was he mad? Was he
0: mad? <laughs> was he mad? <laughs> <laughs> Are
1: we in it? <laughs> it's so cute. Um, Sean tells Corey that Feeney used to come up here with his wife, Lillian. Corey says he knew that, but Sean didn't even know he was married. Sean reads Corey an excerpt from Feeney's diary that says, Every now and then, you have to break the rules. Corey says, "Wow, he sounds a lot like Sean." Sean reads the next excerpt from December nineteenth. It's the next day. Lillian and I never made it out to the slopes. No regrets. Those Sean ski yells, buddies. Oh, Feeny I'm telling you, yeah, it's a
2: snow.
0: Did it, either of you, if somebody had asked, could either of you have remembered Mr. Feeney's wife's name?
1: No, I wasn't. in I didn't this even episode. remember that she, that he had a wife. Uh,
0: like, I knew he was married at one point, but well, Lillian, we, I would never brought it up
1: when we
2: were watching season one, because he makes a reference to to yep something that we were all like, does this mean Feeney's been married before? Remember, right. like I think when he has yeah. salad by himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, so we salad had for one. one. Yeah. They were in that episode, <laughs> I think, and then we got a bunch of letters that uh, people said... That this right. episode does explain that backstory. So I okay. knew it because of that. But if you had asked me, does, was Feeney ever married? I wouldn't have known could. I,
0: I would have said, yeah, Feeney was married. I couldn't have pulled Lillian out. Of, I mean, I don't remember that name. Lillian Feeney. Don't remember that no. name at all. And no. I don't know if it's uh. ever mentioned again.
1: That's, yeah, yeah. It, it probably is. But you I'm think? just saying that. I yeah, I don't know. Corey reads the next entry that details their fifth anniversary when Lillian gave Feeney the wristwatch. And we have our first ever violin swell that tells us something important is happening in this scene. Doesn't okay. bother me. So let's talk I, about
2: the Feeney prequel show. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say
0: so that. I sat there. I paused it yep. when I, I was watching with Sue. Did you write and down I the said, Yes.
2: Okay. I said, can so you imagine
0: s- in the 60s and the 1961, 70s? 1961, he is 31 years old. He's mm-hmm. 31 in 61. What Everything the country is going through, yes. the students yeah. he's going to have, yes. Lillian as his wife. It would be the
2: biggest show yes. on television. And what happened to Lillian? exactly what i would do is go forward later than this so it's after his wife Mm. dies so it's 1966 she's died tragically somehow we don't know what we get to make a ski slope (laughs) slope
1: (laughs) (laughs) she was run over by a bunch of ski money she she was run over
2: by a ski bunny (laughs) oh my god she's killed by a moose or a grainy (laughs) so late 60s late 60s He's yeah. he's early he's late he's now yes. 30 turn, getting into his 40, he's 38 to 42 ish we yes. have the late 60s through early 70s feeny teacher single yeah. for the first time in his life yes. trying to be and some of the he's students wrecked. are some of the students are kind of hippie some oh, of the students been destroyed are kind of by, by the loss of his wife yes. and so he has to, it becomes like this stand and deliver Brilliant. like channel it into the students and like that uh, becomes the students begin be his be so good
0: yes. also can you think of, because I was trying to, I literally paused to write all this down. Can you think of a modern day sitcom other than like that 70s show that is a period piece sitcom?
1: Right. Because mm. it would be a four camera show. period piece. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they do, right? I mean, show.
0: but those are all the same family. I mean, right. other right. than that, doing a period piece. Well, wasn't the Goldberg? Teacher, yep. all that stuff. That's single camera. S- I would yeah, do Washington. this multicam. I would straight up do it multi yeah, Really? I, would yes. I think it needs to cam- be a
1: hybrid. No, that's yeah.
0: why, because I think that's what everyone would expect. But having Feeney in a four-camera sitcom
2: and his home life, oh, I love I mean, casting oh. Feeney is the big challenge there. I know. A 38-year-old Bill Daniels. As
1: soon yeah. as the strike is over, let's work on it. How? Who would we get?
0: We'd well, have to.
1: That's casting, I don't yeah, know.
0: Yeah, we can't do casting. We can't talk about anything until the strike is over, but exactly. yes.
1: Okay. It would be such
0: a good show, and well, that would be the lead-in to our brother-sister show to bring back TGIF. We have two of the four blocks, four we need for the block for TGIF. There we go. Right Okay,
1: there. perfect.
2: Yeah, and it's just called Fajini. He- he- he-
1: yes, <sighs> the fa- ha- ha- he- show. Fajini ha- ha- he- show. <sighs> Rolls right off the tongue. Anyway, so they realize it's the wristwatch they lost in the drain. Corey continues to read. That watch will keep time, but for a moment in time. But her smile will reflect in its face forever.
2: Aww. A little overdone, I'm gonna say. Yeah, a little. Bit. I like it. This yeah. passage. I like it. It's all so you had to feeny. Do was But all you had to do was reference the wristwatch, and I feel like it would have been enough. But to like That's true. have the whole poetic passage about how it will last forever, and I was it,
0: cost, like, it uh, caught yeah, the light yeah. in her face, and now yeah. it's in a. It's a kids' show, tank. right? It's yeah. a kids' show, exactly.
1: So then we're still in Feeney's cottage. Feeney is walking down the stairs and Corey runs in the front door, urgently telling Feeney he needs a flashlight and a wetsuit. Sean then frantically enters and he's soaking wet. Feeney says Sean is dripping on the rug and he reeks. Sean apologizes but says his septic tank's a lot deeper than it looks. Ooh, Ooh. Gross. So gross. And so unhealthy,
0: just for the <laughs> record. Just swimming in human.
1: Uh, yeah. Unlike those healthy ski bunnies. He's well, just yes, swimming in sewage. I mean he really should
2: have been covered head to toe. I know. Like, you the, 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 yeah. But I guess that would have just been really gross. Really, yeah. really gross. You have to have that balance, right? Like but realistically, if I was diving into a septic I would yeah. be covered in crap. Oof. Yeah. Oh. Which is
1: terrible. Yeah. Uh, Feeney tells them he's tried being patient, but this nonsense has gone too far. Corey tries to interrupt, but Feeney says he doesn't want to hear another word from them until they're back in the city. Sean pulls the wristwatch out and hands it to Mr. Feeney. Corey hopes it still works. Feeney admits he never thought he'd see it again. Sean says they figured it meant a lot to him being his anniversary watch and all. Feeney asks Sean if he read a book and Sean responds, guess I did. Feeney Mm -hmm. thanks them both and tells them to take a dip in the lake and get cleaned up before they leave. They leave. The boys look shocked. It's 20 degrees out. They'd freeze. Feeney shrugs and tells them, take a, take a sweater. Corey and Sean laugh as they walk outside, and Feeney stays behind in the cottage, looking around with emotion.
0: With just a filled watch.
1: Yep. <laughs> on, his, on his wrist. <laughs> on
2: his wrist.
1: And then we're in the Matthews kitchen. Alan, Amy, Feeney, and Turner are all in the kitchen, clearly angry at the boys. Alan asks Corey and Sean what the heck they were thinking. Amy tells the boy they lied, trespassed, and endangered themselves. Alan adds they're in it a lot deeper than they were in that septic tank. Amy apologizes to Feeney and Turner, says the punishment will fit the crime. Feeney wants the parents to understand the kid's behavior was wrong, but... Their spirit is right. And they're two good guys. He walks away and whispers to Sean, I'm pulling for you. And now it's really cute because you guys do have your own relationship. Very sweet. Corey hesitates and then follows Mr. Feeney out the back door and Sean follows. Then we're in the Matthews' backyard. The boys hand Mr. Feeney his key back. They figure he's going to need it when he sells the place. And Feeney responds, if I sell it. Sean then pulls the spoon out of his pocket and hands it to Feeney. Alan, from inside the house, yells to the boys, we're not done with you yet. Feeney gives them advice. Don't talk. Nod a lot. Smart. It would have Corey been so Sean- cool
2: in Girl Meets World, Sean runs away to a cabin. Mm. It would have been so cool if it had been Feeney's cabin.
1: Feeney's cabin. Wouldn't that have been cool? Like would if I, nice. you know, had access yeah. to
2: it. and Because so, there's this right. whole episode where I'm off in a cabin and yeah. they come and get me to bring me back. And it would have been so cool to just have it be so Feeny's many, cabin. Yeah, cabin that you borrowed Feeney's
1: cabin. Mm. I'm telling you. Cabin references. So Corey and Sean walk back into the kitchen and Feeney places the spoon on his nose. He balances it for a second and admits, I still don't get it. I
0: still don't get it. Great, great beat. I still don't get it. <laughs>
1: And then we're in the tag and chubbies. Eric is now asleep. This bad game of pool just will not end. Joey flicks Eric on the nose and Eric moans in pain and asks if it's his shot. Joey says the game is over. They've been playing for 15 hours and they still haven't sunk a ball. Frankie says he has to get to church for choir practice anyway. He's an alto. Joey chimes in saying he sings like an angel. Eric stands up and says they're chickening out right when he has them where he wants them. Joey says, Eric couldn't hit the broad side of a barn if it came up to him and said, hey, I'm the broad Broad side side of a a barn. barn. barn."
0: So first of all, before I stand up, I roll over and I'm doing the perfect Burt Reynolds. I I, I don't know if anybody else noticed that. I have the great Burt Reynolds pose on uh, on the chairs. And then I remember this last shot. Because up up now again, I was told this several times. I'm sure it wasn't true, but Chef Anton and a number of the other people there told me that this was like a record. That yes, this was the number that this was the most balls put in with one shot ever on camera
1: at that and time. Or something like that. Didn't you do like it that. in one? The, this was the first and only this take was you did. The
0: first take, and you can watch my face. You see me like like oh, they all went in because during rehearsals it never worked.
1: And reme- that's my memory from this week. And I wasn't even there. But I knew the minute it happened. I said to Jensen Karp, husband producer of this podcast, he did that in one take. Yeah, that was the first take. And I like it's mind-boggling to me.
0: And you can see my face where I'm like, like, oh, wow. Oh, I did. and then I'm like, oh, wait, bring it back. Bring it back. You got it. You're still acting. I, was actually, like- I
1: didn't notice it. I yeah, was I actually shocked because I, I, I thought, how did he not react to that?
0: <laughs> I, I, I could see it in my face where I was like, oh, my God, I was shocked. But I was told at the time that was like a record for the most balls put in with one one swipe in a pool. And
1: Again, there's no magic the to reel. that. There was no magnets. You literally nope. had to hit one ball and there yep. was a way to do it. It was obviously set up. Sure. So that... If you did it correctly, they would they all, all go in. in. But and you, you had to hit it yeah. Yeah. perfectly where it was supposed to, yeah. and you and, did.
0: And the cue ball, originally the way he had it set up, the cue ball was not supposed to go in. He went, you cleared the whole table. So even wow. the cue ball goes in. Like, everything goes in. Yeah, it was. that was fun. That was fun. I remember Man. him uh, setting it up and him deciding how it was going to be. So how can we
2: find out if you like, are a world record holder?
0: Oh, I have no idea. I mean, I can't. I'm, and again, Get who knows if that's Chef true? Anton. But he did. He told me that flat out. He's like, if you do this, scuba it's the magician. most balls ever. I was going to say,
2: now you have to do it underwater.
0: Exactly. And <gasps> you, I've been thinking about that the whole the time. Going. Is it card tricks? Is it disappearing stuff? Is it because you can't yeah. talk underwater? How
1: do you scuba magic? Mm-hmm. We'll find out on his Instagram, I bet. it's car- Jensen said card tricks and okay. juggle. Yeah. Juggling and... Juggling. juggling underwater juggling <laughs> It feels really easy. exactly. Just wait twenty minutes; it'll come back down. <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> underwater juggling. <laughs> <laughs> it just your watch. Like I what, can I, do fifteen
0: things. <laughs> I got. We got to find out what that Why is. Why are we talking <laughs> slow motion underwater? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're if underwater. You, have a radio, you can just talk. Like. <laughs> well, we're still talking slow. <laughs> That'd be me. Um, we got to figure out how to do that. Underwater. Well, after you magician. hit
1: all the balls in, Eric walks out shaking his head, saying, just, just like, like Mexico. Mexico. Just like
0: Mexico. Just like Mexico. Great line. That was fun. That was a fun uh, storyline that was absurd and ridiculous, yep. and I thought balanced the drama of the A storyline perfectly. That's what Honestly, I loved about it. Honestly, I loved it, was it just so much. Nuts I love the crazy. episode. Me too.
1: So great. Me I love too. everything about it. Uh, well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. Uh, you can send us your emails, Show at gmail.com. And we have merch. Merch. <laughs> Are you... <laughs> I'm underwater underwater for that one, obviously. (laughs) Podmeetsworldshow.com. Join us for our next episode. We are going to recap Season 3, Episode 12, The Grass is Always Greener. It originally aired January 12th, 1996. Will, send us out. We love you all. Pod
0: dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbachsch. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon, and you can follow us on Instagram at pod meets World Show or email us at pod meets world Show at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers.